Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress Storytime. If you remember last week when I left you, we were talking about John Bunyan. John Bunyan went to prison in 1661 because he was preaching. He was a hardworking man with children and a wife. But they didn't like that he was preaching without a license. So they sent him to a very cruel and mean prison without any heat and without any air conditioning. In that place, he begins his story that he wrote while he was in that prison. Remember, as I walked through the wilderness of this world, I came to a certain place where there was a cave. And I lay down in that place to sleep, probably the prison cell in Bedford, England. Now, do you also remember that this man was very, very upset, crying, weeping, calling out? His wife and his children thought he was going crazy. But he was not going crazy. He'd been reading a book. That book, you probably recognized, was the Bible. And in that book, he discovered that the city in which he lived, the city of destruction, it could be Washington, D.C., Gaithersburg, Maryland, San Diego, California, Chicago, Illinois, New York City, all the cities of the world he discovered are going to be burned, and everyone will be lost in those cities. They must escape. And so Bunyan begins to share his story of how troubling all of this was to this man as he read in the scripture that everything was to be burned. He had a heavy load on his back. Did you think about that? Do you know what his heavy load was? His heavy load was his sin. All the things he knew he was doing wrong, his anger, his bitterness, his criticism, everything he knew that he was doing wrong. An evangelist comes to him and asks, why are you crying out? Well, sir, I understand from reading the book in my hand that I'm condemned to die and after that to come to judgment. I want you to hear that. You too are condemned to die and you too are to come to judgment unless by some means you can find a way of escape. That's what this whole story is going to be. It's going to be the story of this man on the journey, called a pilgrim. I almost said to you when we opened the story today, welcome, pilgrims, because I want you to join me as a pilgrim. My wife and myself are pilgrims, meaning we're going somewhere. We're on our way. We're on a journey. We're not settlers. We're pilgrims. Well, he doesn't know which way to turn. But evangelists, you remember, told him, Oh, do you see that gate far away? No. Well, 
Do you see the light? Yes, I think I do. Well, run to that light. Don't let anything stop you. And then two of his friends from the city of destruction chased after him, obstinate and pliable. Now, obstinate curses him and says, I'm not going to bother with you. You're crazy. But pliable, meaning easily changed. It's good. I'll go with you. But did you notice there was a significant difference between this man being called Christian and pliable? Did you catch it? Christian knew he had on his back a heavy backpack that was bearing him down. Well, Pliable had no backpack that he was conscious of. Now, that's true today, too. Many people have no sense that they are sinners, that they are going to go to hell, that they do not need a way of escape. They're settlers. But this man, Christian, by reading the Bible, has had in his heart an awakening I'm praying for you that you will become awake and understand that you too personally must find an avenue of escape or you will also burn when the judgment of God comes upon America. Now we'll continue reading. Now, I saw in my dream, just as they finished talking, that is, pliable and Christian, that they came near to a very miry swamp that was in the middle of the valley. Then suddenly, both Christian and pliable, who were not paying attention to where they were walking, fell into the swamp. The name of the swamp was Despond. They wallowed there until they were both completely covered with mud. Christian, weighed down by the burden on his back, began to sink under the muddy water. Pliable said, Ah, neighbor Christian, where are you now? Honestly, said Christian, I don't know. Christian's answer offended Pliable who angrily said to Christian, Is this happiness you've been talking about with me? Now all the time we've been together, is this what it's about? If we have this much difficulty at the beginning of our journey, what may we expect between now and the end of our journey? If I get out of this swamp alive, you can have the brave country that you're so fond of talking about, but you can have it without me. With that, he gave a desperate struggle or two, and he was able to get out of the mire on the side of the swamp that was nearest the city of destruction. So away he went, and Christian never saw him again. Christian was left to struggle in the swamp of despond alone. In spite of the difficulty, Christian still tried to get to the side of the swamp that was the furthest from the city of destruction and nearest the narrow gate. 
Now, let's stop a minute. You may wonder, why would I struggle? Well, I'll make a suggestion. Turn off your television. Stop watching it. Stop watching TikTok on your cell phones. Stop searching for Pokemon. Leave the entertainment alone and read your Bible. When I was just a little boy, my mother wanted me to read widely, and so she would take me to the library, and she would suggest all of these many books that I could read, The Hardy Boy Mystery, Other Mysteries, Novels. Do you know what the word novel means? (laughs) It means a lie. My father, on the other hand, urged me to lay those books aside and to read the Bible. I said, I don't want to read the Bible. I want to read my novel. Some of you say, I don't want to read my Bible. I want to play that video game. It's not easy. But you must recognize that you are going to go to judgment before a holy and righteous God. And if you are consumed with your video games and with Pokemon, with TikToks, with all the other things of this world, if you know you lie and cheat, you know you're not clean before God, you will die in the day of judgment. So, Christian is left struggling in the swamp of despond. What is the despond? It's being utterly discouraged and feeling hopeless. How can I ever leave all of the things I love and go to the celestial city? How can I go to the narrow path? Some of you want to sit in church and play video games. You're like pliable. You love the city of destruction. And you're going to go back and live in the city of destruction. You're going to do what you want to do. Oh, that's what this whole story is about. Turning aside from what you want to do. And taking the journey, being a pilgrim and following Jesus. He finally reached, that is Christian, finally reached the edge of the swamp. But he could not, no matter how hard he tried, lift himself out of the swamp because of the heavy burden that was on his back. Just then, I saw in my dream that a man whose name was Help came to him and and asked, What are you doing in that swamp? Sir, said Christian, I was told to go this way by a man called Evangelist who directed me also to the narrow gate so that I would escape the wrath to come. As I was going there, I fell in here. But why didn't you look for the steps? Help asked. I was so frightened that I stepped the wrong way and I fell into the swamp. Then Help said, Give me your hand. So Christian gave him his hand, and help pulled him out and set him on solid ground. 
and told him to go on his way. Can you imagine? A swamp is a stinky, muddy, ugly place, and now he's soaked to the skin. Going over to the man who'd pulled him out of the swamp, Christian asked, Sir, since this swamp is right between the city of destruction and the narrow gate, why hasn't someone filled this swamp so that travelers could walk over it safely? This miry swamp, help replied, cannot be filled or repaired. It is the low spot where collects all the scum and filth that goes along with the conviction for sin. That is why it's called the swamp of despond. When a sinner... Are you a sinner? (laughs) We've all been sinners. But there is a way of escape from being a sinner. That's what this story is about. When a sinner is awakened to his lost condition, doubts and fears and discouraging apprehensions swell up in his soul along with other miseries, which all get together and settle in this swamp. That is why the ground is so bad in this place. It is not the pleasure of the king that this place should remain so bad. His labors at the direction of his majesty's surveyors have been trying to repair it for 1,600 years. To the best of my knowledge, this place was swallowed up 20,000 wheelbarrows of wholesome instruction brought from all corners of the king's dominion. But even after all the best material for mending this swamp has been applied, it still remains the swamp of despond. There are, by the direction of the lawgiver, solid steps placed through the middle of the swamp, but the poor weather and the filth that spews from the swamp make them very hard to see. Even when the weather is good and the steps plainly seen, some men are so confused and mixed up that they miss the steps and end up in the swamp. One thing you can be sure of, though, once you go through the narrow gate, the ground will all be good, solid ground. Now, I saw in my dream... By the time Pliable had returned to his home, upon his arrival, his neighbors came to visit him. Some of his neighbors called him a wise man for coming back. Some called him a fool for starting such a hazardous journey with Christian in the first place. Others mocked Pliable for his cowardness, saying, If we had begun such a journey, we would not have abandoned it because of a few difficulties. Embarrassed, pouting, Pliable hid himself for a time. But at last, he got a little of his confidence back and joined in with the others in in deriding poor Christian behind his back. Now, many people, they begin the journey. And churches are filled with people who have begun the journey. But then they found a comfortable place in the church of destruction. 
Yes, you heard me correctly. Jesus speaks about a broad way and a narrow way. And most churches are built on the broad way, not the narrow way. Pliable would be happy to go to church in the city of destruction so long as it's on the Broadway. Now, as Christian was walking by himself, he spied someone far off, crossing over the field, coming to meet him. When their paths crossed, the gentleman who met up with Christian introduced himself as Mr. Worldly Wise Man. He lived in the town of carnal policy. Do you know what that means? Sinful policy. A very great town that was neither the place from which Christian had come, but very close to his home. Mr. Worldly Wise Man immediately suspected that Christian was the person who had set out from the city of destruction, since news of his departure had spread as far as the cities and towns surrounding Christian's former home in the city of destruction. As Mr. Worldly Wise Man viewed Christian's filthy appearance and heard his sighs and groans, remember he's been soaking in filthy water and he stinks, he was convinced that this was the rumored man and he began to talk to him. Where are you going? Mr. Worldly Wise Man asked. How did you get yourself into such bad shape? And what are you doing with that great burden on your back? Indeed, Christian replied, A burden heavy as any creature ever had. And since you ask me, where are you going? I will tell you, sir, I am going to the small sheep gate that lies ahead. For I am informed that there I will enter into a way where I will soon get rid of my heavy burden. Well, do you have a wife and children? Worldly wise men ask, Yes, but I'm so oppressed by this burden that I cannot take pleasure in my family as I used to. I now feel as if I am a man who has no family. Will you listen to me if I give you good counsel? Well, yes, if it's good, I will, for, for I stand in need of good counsel, Christian replied. I advise you to quickly get rid of your burden, worldly wise man explained, for you will never be settled in your mind until then, nor will you enjoy the benefits of the blessing that God has given to you. Well, that's what I'm seeking, said Christian. I want nothing more than to be rid of this heavy burden, but I cannot free myself from it, nor is there any man in our country who can take it off my shoulders. That's why I'm going toward the small gate ahead, as I told you, so that I may be rid of my burden. Who told you to go this way to be rid of your burden? Well, he was the man who appeared to be very honorable and great. His name, as I recall, was Evangelist. Well, shame on him for such counsel, Worldly wise man protested, There is not a more dangerous and troublesome way in the world than the way he has directed you. Look at the difficulty you have experienced already. I can see that you're already covered in dirt from the swamp of despond. 
Listen to me. That swamp is only the beginning of the sorrows and troubles you will find if you follow that way. Hear what I have to say since I am older than you. If you continue in the way that Evangelist has directed, your journey will be attuned by weariness, pain, hunger, peril, nakedness, sword, lions, dragons, darkness, and in a word, you're going to die. The truth of what I'm telling you has been confirmed by many testimonies. Why should a man so carelessly cast himself into such peril by giving heed to a stranger? Why, sir, Christian said, this burden upon my back is more terrible to me than all the things you've mentioned. I don't care what I meet on the way, as long as I can also meet with deliverance from my burden. How did you come to bear this burden in the first place, worldly wise man asked? By reading this book in my hand. Ah, I thought so, worldly wise man stated. What has happened to you has also happened to other weak men who meddle with things too high for them. You see, said the old gentleman, You have suddenly been distracted from the important things that matter most to men. You've lost your proper focus on life. And the distractions that now command your attention will cause you to do desperate things in order to obtain something you don't even understand. I know that I wish to obtain ease from my heavy burden. Worldly wise men went on, but why do you seek ease from your burden in a way that is surrounded by so many dangers? If you only had the patience to hear me, I could direct you to a place where you could obtain your desire without the dangers you are now headed for. Listen to me. I will show you a safe remedy. Furthermore, be assured that instead of those dangers, you will meet with much safety and friendship. Contentment. Sir, I beg you, share this secret with me, Christian implored. Worldly wise men told him, you will find the relief you seek in a nearby village called morality. In that village resides a gentleman whose name is Legality, a judicious man of very good reputation. He has the skill to help rid men of burdens like the one you have on your shoulders. To my knowledge, he has done a great deal of good in this way. He also has the skill to cure those who have become mentally unbalanced because of their burdens. Let me show you a picture. There's the picture of poor Pilgrim as he is burdened and filthy and wet. And there is Mr. Worldly Wise, dressed in the most modern, up-to-date dress of the day that a gentleman would wear, a, a wealthy gentleman would wear. He says, my advice, go to this man immediately so that you can be helped. His house is not quite a mile from here. And if he's not at home, then you will be helped by his son, whose name 
is civility. Follow my instructions and you will be eased of your burden. Rest assured that if you decide not to go back to the city of destruction, you can send for your wife and your children so that they may live with you in the village of morality. There are many empty houses in the village, and I'm sure you can live in one of them for a reasonable rate. Daily necessities are also cheap and good there, as are all the things you need to live a happier life, including honest neighbors, good credit, and fashionable surroundings, and all these good things are waiting for you there. Now Christian was rather taken aback by everything that Mr. Worldly Wiseman told him, but he presently concluded, that if what the old gentleman said was true, then his wisest course was to take his advice. And he spoke up and he said, Which way do I go to this honest Mr. Legality's house? Christian inquired. Do you see that hill in the distance? Well, yes, very well. Go around the hill, and the first house you come to is his. <laughs> well, we're out of time for today's message. His story. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next week in the introduction, I'll talk to you about what the city of morality is and what Mr. Legality is. This is not a place of deliverance. This is a place of death. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel.